Delighted to welcome to this week's GRM podcast, uh, Justin Hillier, who's founder, CEO, and creator of Recruitment Insider, uh, my favorite bit of tech that is out there. For those of you who are interested in building your reputation and in value to your clients, in uh, generating experiences and helping your team get better about using data to build a better business, uh, I urge you to listen to Justin's story, where he's come from, and uh, it's got some interesting views about how you can really build your reputation. Um, this is about, about best practice. Enjoy it. Good. So a fantastic welcome to TRM Podcaster Justin here, founder and CEO of The Recruiter Insider. Justin, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. Um, calling us over from Oz. Um, so listen, I want to get all get into all things experiences, client candidate. Um, before we get there, for those people who don't know you, do you want to just sort of share share the journey that took you from uh, from where you started out to becoming the uh, tech guru of my favourite bit of tech that's out there at the moment? Um, where tech guru, jeez. How did you get here? <laughs> don't let me live up to tech guru, please. That's way too difficult. Um, yeah, look, it's been an interesting. Uh, past five years, really, of this business, setting this up. Um, I've been in recruitment for what is now 20 years, but five years ago, um, I was in my apartment standing there on a Wednesday afternoon and got a got a call from a recruiter. And the call was probably the worst call I think I've ever heard to this day still um, of every, any recruiter ever undertaking any kind of call whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Um, so they, they called me and I answered the phone and... They said, look, I found your profile on LinkedIn. I want to talk to you about uh, a job I've got. Uh, sweet. I don't have a job right now. This could be perfect timing. And I wasn't interested in looking. I just honestly got back from the golf course. I was enjoying some, some downtime. So I didn't, didn't really yeah. know what I wanted to do next. But truth be told, I didn't want anything to do with recruitment anymore. It was 16 years at that point and I was done. So I thought I'd give this person the time of day because they impressed me just by the fact that they picked up the phone. It wasn't an email. It wasn't one of those, you know, cliche kind of spam, send it to 100 people kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, well, let's have a chat. But what came out of that recruiter's mouth following was still to this day, uh, leaves me lost for words. And we've spoken many times, you know, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Um, she actually said, I think you're going to be too senior for the role. And I think the salary is going to be below your expectations. Now, I hadn't said anything at this point other than let me tell me all about the job. And I stood there and gone, hold on, <laughs> you haven't told me about the job. You're just telling me I'm not right for it, but you found my profile on LinkedIn and wanted to talk to me about a job. What the, <laughs> what kind of, is this reverse psychology gone wrong? Um, I actually thought it was one of my mates giving me a prank call, um, knowing that, uh, or getting one of his consultants to give me a prank call, knowing that I wasn't working. Uh, got a few mates who own agencies. So I thought he was getting one of his team members to give me a call. So I caught up one of my mates after that and said, hey, did you get one of your team to, to do this call, to prank call me like this? He's gone, no, mate, they don't have a spare 45 minutes to have a five-minute chat with you. Yeah. So it was actually a real call. I, I found strike three on this call pretty quickly. I asked her what, uh, what industry this job was in, and it was in finance, to which I had zero experience whatsoever. Uh, the only thing you could draw a parallel was that I worked for a payroll company selling a payroll software system for about 12 months. That was the only finance correlation you could get off my LinkedIn profile whatsoever. So I got off that call, scratching my head, lost for words, bewildered, 
and swearing to myself that this was not my problem to solve. It was obviously a very poor skill set of that consultant and a very poor experience from my side as any kind of candidate. But I swore to myself that was it. I was done. I was out. This is not my problem. Someone else can solve this moving forward. But I was absolutely lost for words with this. And the next morning, it was still grinding on me. I'm standing, standing in my apartment and the cliche, I kid you not, cliche light bulb moment came. And I thought of exactly how to solve the problem and how I'd go about doing it. And the platform was born. I'd actually mapped out in my head in the space of, I swear, this is, this is real. I went like this in my head, like an odometer kind of thing. Yeah. And within that three to four seconds, it took me to do that in my, my head. I designed the platform. You, and just, the you, just, was you just saw it. You just saw it. I saw it straight away. I saw it straight away. You're in the bath. Um, so You're in the I, bath. I was actually, yeah, I was in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> All my good ideas come when I'm having a shower. I was just tune out. My brain can just do other things. So I actually got out a notepad and pen and started writing and drawing everything down that I could think of that I, that I thought of at that moment. Called a few mates up and said, hey, what do you think of this idea? And they said, well, I've never heard of anything like that before. There's not a product we've seen. I'd done all my research to find there was nothing. So I thought, okay. I'm going to drop everything. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to do it full throttle, which is the only way I know how. Um, so I decided not to look for work, which then meant at the same time, what the hell am I going to do for an income? Um, so that came up with another whole story of this whole journey of the last five years. Um, so I, I put all my heart and effort into building this business and getting up on the ground. And that first 16, 16, 17 months, I actually did Uber driving. Okay. So I did that in the mornings and worked on the business in the afternoons. Now, that paid the bills somewhat, <laughs> barely. Um, there was a couple of two-minute noodle meals here and there, of course. Um, but that allowed me to do what I needed to do to pay the bills and get the business up, up and running in the afternoons. But I'll, I'll look back on that time and go, oh, my God, I'm never going to do that ever again. But the good story out of it is I actually ended up finding one of our investors, our initial investors out of that. There was a passenger I picked up who just happened to own this $100 million plus company. And he actually only just sold it a few months ago uh, for $1.2 billion, yeah, uh, by the way. Burn. So, yeah, he, he, he obviously knows what he's doing and he saw something in what I was wanting to do. And so he yeah. invested some money at the start. Um, so that got us up off the ground and running, but about six months before we launched the platform, I also competed in a reality TV show. <laughs> as you, yeah, as you do. As you do, yeah. So all good startup founders should give this, actually, no, don't give it a go. It's crazy. So I actually came over to the UK and spent a week out in Ledbury in a castle with 40-odd advisors. So it was like a dragon's den come... Um, you know, uh, shark tank kind of thing where you get up in front of the whole room and you pitch your, pitch your idea and they then tear you to shreds. I actually remember I did my pitch and the first lot of advisors uh, on the panel were going through and being really nice to me. And they asked me to walk out of the room. The producer called Cut and I walked out of the room and as they led me back in, I heard one of the, the head honcho people turn around to the panel and say, you're being too nice. Now you've got to grill him. I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> it was game on <laughs> and that was it they slaughtered me after that um so that was a that was a very very interesting experience but one i look back on that i'll never do ever again uh but one that i'm incredibly grateful for because we actually found um 
uh, essentially out of the back of that 100% of our advisory board from that experience and change the product fundamentally from that week, which if we didn't do that, um, the product change and the product focus, we wouldn't be where we are today. So yeah, five years down the track, I look back and go, wow, that's almost, there's almost a book in that. There is, is almost, and I'm not done yet. There's, there's also a bit of a lesson about feedback, isn't it? For anybody who's wanting to set up a business, <laughs> actually, you found a clever way of getting some pretty intense feedback through that. Uh, that, that. Oh, yeah, it was intense. Um, Angela Cripps, it's a name that many of uh, UK people will know. Um, she was one of the people I worked most closely with during that week and is now still on our advisory board. Um, there's actually a, a snippet of her and she'll, she'll love and hate me for saying this, um, but she's actually on camera recorded in the end product of the, the show for the week saying, he's just not that likable. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody yeah. Yeah. No. it was it was meant like it was taken out of context a little bit um but at the same time there was you know when they when i came back in and they started grilling me all of a sudden there was this complete change of mood in the room i'm like i'm not gonna let you just sit there and slam me because you were being nice two seconds ago so i went back at them um, so yeah, look, it was, it was, an, it was an experience I will never regret, uh, but one I'd also never do again. <laughs> no, it's a great story. So let, if we fast forward now, and I came across you when I was speaking to one of our members out in Perth, John Butler. Yes, John. And he yes. was telling me about, you know, he was starting out and, uh, looking to scale his business. And we were having a chat about some of the things that I... Uh, particularly care about in terms of building a reputation and uh, building experience that's going to make a difference to, to people and then I asked the mm. question I'll ask a lot of people well, you know how do you know that you're as good as you say you are and where are you getting your feedback and, and he says well actually uh, you know I use this thing called Recruiter Insider which just gives me all the data etc so I've you know I've, I've been working in this space in the customer experience space for 20 odd years and built a business on the on the on the back of it so it's it's an area of of passions and uh, expertise I've got, um, and I just drooled when I got into your into your into recruiter inside in that platform, um, and since introduced it to lots and lots of our members who are loving it. Just to sum up where you're at now in terms of the you know the sort of number of recruiters that are using the platform. Uh, yeah, so there's about 1,500 in total. There's uh, about three, oh, something over 300. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but there's more than 300 in the UK currently. We launched there um, earlier this year, and I've been running it myself from here. Um, where, where we're at as a product, though, if I think back five years ago when I first came up with the whole idea, I actually thought I was going to design this nice little compact product that would have a couple of bells and whistles. And I look at what we've got now, I, I can barely remember all the features and configuration things that we've got now. It's insane. We've yeah. gone from this very, what was uh, the, the MVP, um, so to speak, of a, a glorified Excel spreadsheet on a screen, um, which is really what it was at the beginning, to what I would almost deem an enterprise level solution for agencies for feedback. And we don't charge anywhere near an enterprise price. So, 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 just, need to. so just tell me what problem this it's, it solves in your words. Uh, transparency uh, is probably the most important thing. It helps agencies shine a light on where throughout the hiring process, either dealing with candidates or clients that they can improve. Yeah. So feedback for me, its main priority, its main real purpose is about improvement. It's always good to get nice feedback to feel good about yourself. 
but there's nothing constructive you can really do with that. What we're always looking to do as a business is to grow and improve on what we did today from the day before, the day before that, and keep adding that value to our candidates and clients. The only way to do that is to collect breadth and depth of data and feedback from those two sides of the fence and use that to improve the experience you're providing them, but also the skills of your team internally as well. All the bells and whistles of testimonials and referrals and what have you, they're fantastic, but they can obviously help you improve your brand out in market, but you can only improve your brand if you improve your skills and improve the service you're providing to get to that point. So it's almost a chicken and egg kind of race. Um, yeah. But for me, it's always going to be improvement first to get the end result that you're looking for, which is you know, better outcomes and better brand and more clients and more revenue from there. It was really interesting. That's why I got so excited about your product when I came across it a couple of years ago, because it, it just gives anyone running a recruit, recruitment agency and, and their teams um, just these insights and information and understanding of how they can get a look a little bit better and uh i'm still as excited yeah. about it is today as it was the first time i saw it and actually that comment that you made when i speak to some of our members who are using it is the insights it, it allows them as managers to give to their frontline guys resources consultants whoever so that they can actually own it and get better and better and better it's just phenomenally powerful yeah. um well yeah. where, what would you say, where would you say the state of the, um, uh, the recruitment industry is when it comes to giving experiences? You know, obviously there are some phenomenally exceptional, uh, we've got some members who are all over this stuff and are brilliant at it. And obviously the others, others are a little bit more work in progress. What, what's, your, what's your view on it? Yeah, look, you're always going to have those who are out in front, those, those leaders, those those who take it up first and your, your Luddites who sit at the very end and wait for the, you know, 90% of the market to come on board and then go, oh, we should finally do this because, you know, everyone else now is doing it. So they're 10 million miles behind. I think if I was to put it as an analogy, kind of like running a marathon, um, I think we've only ran the first mile. Yeah. I think we're still miles off other industry sectors that focus purely on their customer first and foremost and don't worry about anything else because the rest will take care of itself. Mm. If you think about... And it's probably not the perfect example, but the airline industry, whilst they're not flying as much, at least on this side of the world, as what they were previously, the passenger comes first. The, the airline cabin stewardesses and stewards are all trained on uh, safety and looking after the customer and smiling regardless of what is happening. Um, you know, they're trained up in so many different facets that you feel comfortable when you're on the plane and that they tell you to sit down you sit down, like you do what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a badge or anything, but they're, they're the ones ruling the roost and you know that. You think about the hospitality sector and those who go the extra mile and that, you have a great experience at a restaurant, you want to go back there again. So I think as recruitment goes, we are unfortunately still, and it's shifting somewhat, um, seen in the same light as the car salesman and the real estate. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair to those two industries that are seen in that light either, but a lot of the time we're actually, we're doing our own damage or we're not putting the right uh, ourselves, we're not putting the right message out to marketers for the value we actually provide. This is one of the things I talk to our clients about. We collect a load of testimonials for our customers, like too many that they actually don't even know what to do with them in the end. Yeah. We word cloud those keywords that come out of those testimonials. 
And the top three words across the platform are actually um, great professional process in exact order. I think the problem we have as an industry is not that people think that we're bad, it's that we don't actually tell them what we do and the value we add and go with the right message to market. We have a great professional process. Candidates and clients keep telling us so. So why is that not our message out there? Mm. That, and that's a big we you're talking about. It, 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 it feels to me strategically, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with members just talking about how, how effectively you are different and stand out from everybody else. And there aren't that, that, there aren't that many different plays. There are many disruptors in, in recruitment. So most people are just trying to get better and better and better. And I don't know how you yeah. get better and better and better without getting the feedback. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's really interesting to, to see that. And if you want to be better than anybody else in your space, then without the data and insights, then it's, it's, you're guessing. You're guessing. Yeah, look, we, we largely have a messaging problem. Um, uh, I, I, if I had a dollar for every single time an agency has popped up or I've spoken to them and they're new in the market, I haven't spoken to them before and they're pitching their wares to me, and they say, oh, we're unique, we're different. But that's just not the case. Um, no, there is no real unique differentiation in the product or service we're providing. It's actually how you provide that product and service that matters. So the message, it, it, it's the same from everyone, but it's the delivery that matters most. Yeah. And if you're not measuring that, you don't know the gaps. Yeah. And the, and the, the, other, the other power of, uh, of your platform, I think, is... What I see is a lot of what I would call pockets of excellence. So mm. where you get, you know, two or three people that may be absolutely brilliant at this stuff. It's in their DNA. They've always done it. They've worked out the ROI you can get by really nailing this stuff. But then you get the maybe some other people who are a little bit more average. And that inconsistent, inconsistency is going to damage your reputation uh, in, in, in lots, lots of ways. Um, so, no, I'm... I'm and where do you, why would people not, obviously there's a cost to it, but uh, where do you get resistance in terms of, of people saying, um, I'm not sure about this? Uh, yeah, oh, look, that's a good question. You want me to be honest? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do honest. <laughs> I don't know any other way, to be honest. Um, I, actually, I actually think there's a level of being scared which is ironic because all of the feedback that we collect is private. No one else sees it. It doesn't go out to market. Mm. So it stays behind the four walls of the business that is being measured, that is collecting the feedback. I think somewhat don't actually want to know what the problems are. If they sweep it under the rug, it'll go away or it's out of sight. We don't need to worry about it. Um, and I think for some, there is a, and this isn't broad brushing everyone, right? This is any kind of resistance that we get for those who go, nah, it's fine. Um, uh, there, there is a level of arrogance within the industry as well that we're hitting great numbers, you know, records at the moment, et cetera, et cetera. We don't need to be measuring these things, but that couldn't be further from the truth because as soon as the market turns, like we're in glory days at the moment as an industry, everyone's coming to us because no one can find anyone. They need our expertise and our help. But as soon as that market turns, if you're providing a crappy service and not additional value to the client, they're going to be looking at that cost line and going, well, they found us someone, but so did everyone else who actually stacks up and is going to add something extra to the equation moving forward because we've got to cull 80% of this now. So if you're not changing the relationship and having different conversations and providing your clients with insights as to how you're representing them 
by the way of the candidate feedback and adding value to that and validating your value at the same time, then in six to 12 months time, your revenue is going to drop through the floor. Mm. Now it may not drop 80%, but you're certainly going to see a difference because companies will find others to work with that can do that. Mm. So let's, let's flip it. Um, so, so we, we know, and again, all, all, you know, everything I'm seeing in terms of the uh, insights, as I said, that is giving managers and owners of recruitment agencies to act, to drive and improve the way that their teams um, do stuff and the process and the, and the quality of the experience. That's, that's, that's a massive, um, massive plus, obviously, can, and really allow you to get better and better and better. When it comes to the client relationship, having these data and insights, as opposed to having the odd bit of anecdotal observation, what, what difference does it make to relationships? Uh, what value does it give to the clients? Well, look, I, I don't think we've got enough time for me to go through that because this is the part of the platform I actually now love the most. Um, this is the one I've challenged every single client that's come on board with us to one specific challenge. I'll use the data that comes from our platform and the, the PDF reports and all the insights that we can provide. We'll go to a new, we'll go to a client that neither of us have pitched to before. I'll use the reports that we can produce and the transparency and the pitch that I've just ran you through. You use everything you used to use prior and we'll see who wins the business. No one's taken me up on it yet. <laughs> so the, the, the value that what, what we do um, in terms of that value add is that an agency has the ability to actually show the client how they're representing them in market. So we align all the feedback that the candidates are providing throughout the hiring process to the job and the client that you're recruiting for. Mm. So there's real transparency and that perception of change of what the client actually thinks you do. So instead of them just thinking, uh, we put a, they, all the agency does is put a job up on a job board or they search their database, they already know three people. We managed to get three people in 24 hours or 48 hours. How's that even possible? Well, you've spent years doing that work, right? So there's a cost that comes with that. That they don't appreciate and understand. So the reports that we produce and the insights from that candidate feedback actually allows you to sit in front of the client and go, well, there's actually three stages, three key stages of the process where we've positioned your brand and 15 elements within. And mm -hmm. here's how we performed for this particular role. But also, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you have an immediate impact and a, uh, quite a large impact and role in this process as well. We have the candidate review them throughout the process, the hiring manager at the same time. Mm. So you can actually sit there in front of them and provide them insights into the feedback collected through the hiring process per job and how the hiring manager performed as well. What we're seeing quite largely is that the agency outperforms the employer nine times out of 10. Now you stick that in front of a client and go, well, we're doing a bang up job of representing you, but your hiring manager is actually behind the eight ball a little bit and is causing problems and friction in the process. And you've tried to tell them this a hundred times before, right? But they never listen. Now you've got data to back it up and put a report in there for this role. Here's what happened. So it changes the conversation. It changes the perception and helps you validate your value. So We've seen clients being able to talk to their clients where they've fallen down on being able to position even the culture of the business and what it's like to work there. And putting that into their own process now and focusing on that and changing the ratios of interviews to, to hires. So depending on what that data looks like, it's all having all different kinds of impacts across the board. Yeah, and it, 
it's interesting, you know, a number of years ago when I was an HR director, that sort of insights would have been absolute gold dust to me. And to have somebody who's providing it, and, and, I, and, I, and I had one guy and he did it very manually because so we collected all sort of insights and he did it well and he did it scientifically and had a process, but he, he was very unique. So the idea that you can provide it on a more, on a really efficient way to help me build my yeah. employer brand as an employer is just, uh, it's just great. It's, uh, and now more, than, business. Now, now more than ever. Sorry, yeah. Now more than yeah, ever. Yeah, 100%. HR business partners look at our reports and uh, the feedback I've had from our clients is that they actually drool at them. They're like, oh my God, like I, I've had leads consistently for the past, uh, what is now 18 or so months we've had that feature live yeah. of our agencies, our clients turning around to us saying, one of our clients actually wants your product for themselves. They want all that insight for themselves as well. Yeah. And one has actually managed to get the whole entire, all candidates, the whole entire recruitment pushed back through the agency, even for the roles that the company recruits for directly. Yeah. So they're all going through the agency's process purely because that employer wants more data. Yeah, yeah. So if that's not value, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. And they're charging. They're charging for it, of course. They're charging like it's a new revenue stream for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's value on two fronts. I think it's re re really exciting, and and certainly what we're seeing in, across our members who've embraced it is uh, they are they are they're loving the 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 data and insights and, and the confidence. You know, we all know as, as as business leaders, if you have if you've got data and and insights, and you you truly know what you're talking about then you can be a hell of a lot confident than if you're just sharing an opinion and a review that is unsubstantiated. So um, I think it's yeah. phenomenally powerful and I'm really, really excited. I think the best will just, uh, the best will leave the rest when they embrace uh, this kind of, uh, this kind of tech. Um, good. So I that's- Feel that line. <laughs> that's- uh, The best will leave the rest. I like it. That's um, that's that's exciting. So, just a couple of uh, I'm conscious of time. So, a couple of quick fire questions for you, Justin. You ready for this? Sure. So, uh, let's see. So, let's. Um, I'm just interested. Who um, I'm always interested in in, in in finding out who's inspiring people. So, who's who's sort of inspiring you out there? Thought leaders, business leaders. Uh, okay. Um, this is going to sound incredibly. Uh, I'm Australian, so the word I would typically come up with, I'll just say it, wanky, um, <laughs> or so. <laughs> oh, let's be wanky. Somewhat biased, <laughs> biased to a degree, um, but I kid you not, and it's 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 not that this person has not inspired me over the last five years um, that I've known them, but more so in the last few weeks as well. Um, Dan McGuire, to be brutally honest. Um, so Dan's the CEO and founder of Cube Nineteen. Um, he also founded Broadbeam back in the day um, with Kelly Robinson, but Dan just recently exited or sold his business to Bullhorn, um, a similar business to our platform in some respects, uh, that they're an analytics platform. Um, they do it internally, we do it externally, but Dan, to have two exits at his young age, uh, he's a few years younger than me, um, is quite incredible. And... It's, he's someone I look to that, you know, to say that I aspire to be Dan is not quite correct, but considering what he's achieved, he's done this twice now, um, yeah. is phenomenal. So I look at the journey he's been on and 
He's involved in our business, full transparency for everyone. He's on our advisory board, hence why I also know him so well. Um, but it's inspiring to see someone like that as something I want to also achieve in the near future. Um, it gives me the confidence that I've got him next to me uh, throughout this as well, but someone I can also bounce ideas off. And yeah, the, the exit recently, is just he's just gone to another level. It's just, it's quite phenomenal. Love it, love it. He'll, he'll, he'll come, come to your next board meeting with a recording of that, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't doubt that. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, quick uh, a book or a movie we should all watch? Uh, well, I'm not a book reader. Um, <laughs> You've got books behind you. I've seen lots of books behind you in your shelves. They're, they're for show. <laughs> uh, girlfriend thinks I should have them there, so someone actually thinks that I've got half a brain. Um, <laughs> so they're just for show. Um, no, look, if there was a movie, uh, look, I'm, I'm old school. Uh, if, it, if you're thinking of a sales kind of movie or something, um, it's got to be Boiler Room or Glengarry Glen Ross, um, the, the old cliche classics. Um, mm -hmm. But favourite movie, if I was to say a favourite movie, it's always going to be The Dark Knight. Um, I, I could watch that 50 times over. <laughs> Probably have watched it 50 times, actually. Um, Heath Ledger was just brilliant in it. Uh, but yeah, old school kind of Glen Gary, Glen Ross, Boiler Room, brilliant. Finally, and finally. Oh, but there's there's another one. There's Go another on one. Then. Swingers. Watch watch Swingers. If you haven't seen Swingers, Vince Bourne, back in the '90s, you've got to watch Swingers. One of the best. It's it's how I grew up in my 20s. Was basically trying to live uh, like uh, Vince Bourne. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, myself and my mates. Justin Hill is Swingers and Dark Knights. It's the sort of something there. Um, and uh, I won't and, uh, think about that when I entered it, did I? <laughs> finally, finally, um, just one, one, uh, one inspirational business leader that I should get on this podcast. Uh, from uh, there's actually someone I think you should talk to from Australia that I think uh, would would add a lot of value and insights. He's actually from from the UK. Um, so yeah. I think Andrew McGregor from Design and Build. Um, I've worked with Andy now as a client for the past four and a half years, whatever it is. Um, watched him grow as a leader and grow the business over the last four and a half years as well. And what's impressed me the most over that time uh, with the Design and Build business and Andy and Tom and his side, mind you, the two directors, um, is how they've handled the last two years incredibly impressive they weren't the only agency to do what they've done um, but they did take a slightly different direction and they didn't let any staff go they actually when we could see that we were starting to come out of this a little bit last year they actually put the foot down and hired different roles right across the business marketing and ops and learning and development and they're building quite a quite an incredibly impressive business brilliant all right well i'll reach out to them um listen uh Justin, it's been brilliant. Can't wait to see uh, more data, more insights so we can all learn collectively about the, uh, the candidate and client experience and what we can all do it a little bit differently. Um, I love what you built. Good luck with everything. And um, we Thank will you. see you again very soon. Pleasure. Great. Um, thank you. Spot on. You, Easy. You, you dug deep. You dug deep. Um, but I might... Um, do you want to? Um, <laughs> Fine. You um, can you connect me with, with Andrew? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just say it'll be good to do. Um, but that's great. Really love it. All right. Well, listen. Thank you. 
No, pleasure. Thank you. I was speaking to the guys from Heads yesterday, Procurement and HR Heads, who are very excited. You know those guys? Yes, signed contract. Sorry, uh, that you got yeah. out then. Yeah, no, I was speaking to yeah, um, uh, Rupert, Rupert and Jen from Heads yesterday. We're very excited about uh, getting the product going. Yeah, they've got the contract, just waiting for it to come back now. Good, yeah, no, good. Um, good. All right, listen, um, look after yourself and we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. No, pleasure. Thanks, mate. All right, cheers. Bye. Cheers, bye.